Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. I am really excited to be with you today. It is gorgeous. It's supposed to be 91 degrees today. can't believe it. And um, I don't know. There's just so much fun happening. I'm going to be meeting with a lady today who wants me to be a contributor to a local magazine um, and write articles about art. <laughs> not, not, not what I would expect. Um, uh, and I don't know, like I wouldn't write about art from the perspective of an art historian. But I guess write about art from the place where it makes you happy and the, and how to do art and how to get your creative juices flowing and how anybody can like sit down and create because, 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 because creating is wonderful and it's fun and it's like really why we're here. Now, I looked up this thing today. It was really wild. And it says, um, happiness is an emotional state characterized by feelings of joy, satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment. While happiness has many different definitions, it is often described as involving positive emotions and life satisfaction. Now, I think this is way important, positive emotions and life satisfaction, and I would say totally. And where many people are losing their happiness is this, well, squalling their emotions in the stories of yesterday. Oh my gosh, we've talked about that many times. So... If you want positive emotions, you have to choose to focus on thinking about things that are positive. You have to find the angles that are positive. In all things, I find um, an angle. That's all I want. If there's people who are um, hollering and screaming, I just live and let live. Or someone's in pain and there's something I can do to alleviate the pain... I will offer it. If someone says no thank you or screams at me no thank you, uh, then I will just be like, okay, enjoy. I don't have to participate with them. I don't have to join them. Now, um, positive emotions, a lot of people I think they're at the whim of their environments, but the reality is your environment is at the whim of you. We say this over and over in so many ways. So if your environment is at your whim and you start thinking positive thoughts, your environment starts to become a positive environment. It's very basic and simple. We've done this many times. So life satisfaction, life satisfaction is, <laughs> it's, it's contributing to the, ah, to the greatness. It's contributing to the, all that is. Serving the highest good of all. Not just the highest good of ourselves. Now, if you are, well, God, if, if anyone born since the 70s or 80s, 
it's really easy to be caught up and stuck in this place where I've got to take care of me. Uh, it's all about me. Uh, it's um, people who are taught and told that they, I don't know, getting ahead is about putting you first. You know, that whole idea, rather than serving the highest good of all. Now, serving the highest good of all can look very literal, where, uh, you know, you're giving to big causes, or um, there's a large group of people who seem to immediately benefit from you. However, serving the highest good of all could also be you taking a bath and having some chill time because when we serve ourselves and we um our well-being we are serving the highest good of all it's just not a greed thing it's not about getting ahead it's it's a, it's very different you know like we're at this point where life satisfaction is doing a job that you can feel in your heart it's doing a job that brings joy to your heart it's living in a state that brings joy to you. It's being around people that bring joy to you. This is part of life satisfaction. When I was quite young, um, one of my brothers said, oh, and it was weird because I was like maybe eight. I think, I think I was 18 or something. And one of my brothers gave me a book and he said, my boss gave me this book and it made me think of you. No, so I had been older than 18. I must have been in college. Because he must have been like 16 or something. Maybe he was 13. But he's like, uh, my boss gave me um, this book. And it made me think of you. And I want to give it to you. And I was like, oh, thank you. You know, like, um, book referrals were not a big thing back then. Like, I, I didn't get referrals. I wasn't, there was no internet. Um, so having a book handed to you was kind of special. If someone thought of you and thought you might like it. Well, the book was called Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. And it was the title that made my brother think of me, which is interesting because I didn't know I was exuding that kind of knowledge or beingness or anything like that back then when I was young. So do what you love and the money will follow. And it was, I, I mean, I can't remember all the specifics, but it was about a couple who kind of gave up their jobs and then found that they were happier and more like they had a higher life satisfaction when they just started doing the things that they loved. I thought this was fascinating. I really did. Um, and the more I read, the more it just aligned with everything I felt and thought of. And I still feel that way today. And today, even more, even more. It's like at an all another level because I can feel the inundation around me of the people my age who are juggling paying to live and meet the standards of society or their culture or whatever. So sometimes I look around me and I'm very curious. It's like, how do poor people afford homes? Because it seems like, it just seems like it takes everything everyone has. So how do poor people afford it if they're making a fourth of the income or a third or a tenth of the income of someone else? Is it really that much cheaper to live like a mile from where I live? 
or, you know, on that other road, is it really that much cheaper? Like how in the world do they do it? And I don't have an answer for that, but somehow, somehow they do. So they, gosh darn it, I'm sorry. I am releasing like a mad fiend. I've got a lot of packing, a lot of packing to do today. Uh, so I, I just didn't understand it and it's still very elusive to me, but maybe what isn't elusive is that everybody finds a way to have the things they think they should have, right? Everyone finds a way to do it and, and they're just living at the frequency that is a match for their mindset, you know, the, the thoughts and programs and beliefs. So I'm just of that thought now that I would be happy just to have my car in my backpack, just my car in my backpack. I would be very, very happy. And at one point, I think I would have thought that it would be impossible to go from there. But now more than ever, as much as we have available at our fingertips, from libraries to cafes to grocery stores and regular stores and all of it, there's just so much available. It is not necessary to pay for to have your whole life set up as a subscription. And I don't know if that's me. Well, maybe some people it's happiness. And maybe for some people it doesn't even matter. You know, like it's like, of course, of course, of course. But this things that are subscription, like computer stuff, uh, TV stuff, uh, subscription, the cell phone, these are things that if I let them go, granted, losing myself on a computer right now would put a damper on my business. Mm. Um, I must say, though, I, it would not change my happiness. It would just affect how I do business. Um, but my happiness would not be affected by it. So, uh, and happiness for me is like seeing the less I have to maintain, the higher the, the happiness. It just keeps going up. It keeps escalating. So, oh goodness. It's so much beauty in this world. And we shut it out with the restrictions and the beliefs. We shut it out with our own negativity. We shut it out with our own fear. So if we can learn how to turn off our thoughts of fear, and when I say turn them off, I mean, just re-pivot, pivot back into finding that good thing about everything, you know, simply, oh my gosh, if that's all this podcast was about was finding the upside. And at first it's going to feel like, well, I'm just making it up. I could care less, make it up. I mean, until you start to feel it genuinely in your heart, it is going to feel that way. But it's still a better thought. It's still better. Like my daughter, um, well, I don't even have to say Phoenix. I mean, my my thing is I could have belief systems and all about being a mom and how I have to be critical and find the things that she's missing. But I could also just appreciate where she's at. I could appreciate how well she's doing right this moment rather than look for the things that... Um, are missing. And I grew up under a very critical, critical mother who was always criticizing everything, no matter how, like you did a good thing, you did art, whatever. It's like criticizing, well, you could have done this, or you could have done that. And I'm sure she was raised that way. 
And that was like my initial go-to. I treated a lot of people that way. And what I realized is that they weren't happy. I wasn't happy. It didn't work. It really doesn't work. So then if I just come from a place of appreciation, it's so much better. One of my friends this past week was noticing how agreeable I was. (laughs) And I said, I don't have a reason not to be. I do not have a reason not to be agreeable. Now, I think previously this friend interpreted when I would, you know, give in, give ideas towards the, um, the, the central theme, um, to, I would give ideas for tweaking an idea, you know, but then they felt that it wasn't acknowledging their idea. And so this past week I was like, eh, I don't need to tweak anything. I'm going to go with the flow. Let's acknowledge who, who has the, you know, bigger picture here, let's say, and just give it in because I know when someone has a lot more experience than me that I don't have to. I don't have to tweak anything. I don't have to think about stuff. I don't have to wonder. And it's interesting because I don't know like other people. I only know me. And I got to the point where it felt like other people around me didn't know much. And so um, to assume that they knew was um, a fallacy like it, it was just it was going to put us both in a hard spot but then it got to the point where I somehow I didn't even trust people when they told me what they could do that they actually still knew what they were doing and I don't know when or why that happened uh, maybe it was just part of my curve of of releasing belief systems not really sure however I think I've come full circle and now when someone says, I can do X, Y, Z, I have to just let that go and not, hmm, like, are you, are you sure you can do X, Y, Z? Uh, are you going to, how are you going to do X, Y, Z? So I can hear and hear if it's clear and, and cohesive, <sighs> but we don't have to do that anymore. Like I find that my happiness is slipping away when I am constantly in this mode of making sure things are done right instead of just allowing them to be done, allowing them to happen. Ah, so there is a place, see, where I still have room for more of the, of the looking for the good things within. There's more room for me to do that. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, finding more and more areas of my own experience to tweak out. Ah, but that is a good takeaway from today is just, you know, find that one piece that is good within everything. You know, so right now my room looks kind of cluttery to me. All I see is the clutter, but there are a lot of open, beautiful spaces that are done. The bed's made, big, clear area floor. There's some organization over in this corner. So I could just focus on those parts. I'd be like, wow, this room is wonderful and it feels beautiful. I could. (laughs) So I guess I will. And I'm going to do that with everything. My drive to take Bella to school today. My meeting. My errands. And you know what? When I do... Oh, oh my God. You have to hear this. Oh, my goodness. So if you didn't leave yet, yay. Um, When you do find the good things that are happening in every situation... 
you will find that better and better things show up because the world gives you what you find. It gives you what you look for. It gives you what you notice. It it becomes who you are. And so it but it fluctuates so quickly with your thoughts. So truly you you want to give the thoughts um your full cooperation, your full attention. So um yesterday I had so massive good day. I mean, and I tweaked things that I had been hemming and hawing on. I just took the reins and I, and I made the adjustments. Amazing, amazing clarity happened. Amazing, just abundance happened. Wonderful. So that is what I want for you is to have that amazing like synchronicity in your life and abundance. And it, it just starts with finding the good in this now moment and then finding the good in the next now moment and the next now moment. So give that a whirl today. It is lovely and wonderful. Ah, I'm sending you a big, big hug. I love you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafaset.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.